The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Action Line this morning and Parks and Rec, Murfreesboro Parks and Rec is the focus here this morning and uh it's like herding cats in here it's crazy i i, I don't know how scott does this on one tuesday a month yeah we keep, Nate? we keep getting bumped around i think part of it though is we're probably the most high maintenance group we demand our own theme song to come into it i know and that if people don't know that's the theme song for the show parks and recreation mm-hmm. so I hope it gets everybody excited about the discussion we're about to have. Is that your ringtone? <laughs> it's it's my mantra in life, you know. So <laughs> we talked, you know, we're about to move into our new office, and we thought about maybe just playing that on loop in the lobby. You I know? was wondering about that. I was just that was just on actually my mind. an idea we were considering, but no, I'm just joking. It's going to be fun. So. <laughs> well, talk a little bit about that. That sounds like fun stuff. Any update on uh, when, where, maybe? Yeah, so we're excited. We're about to move into uh, sometime this year. Move into our new administrative office. Uh, there's a building on 2140 North Thompson Lane that where the city purchased and we're going to share with the fire department. So uh, it used to be the Greenway Office Park. And if you look at the building, it's a two-story building. You go in and on the left will be Parks and Recreation. On the right will be our fire administration. So it's coming along nicely. It's going to serve both of us really well. You know, the fire department's spread out. They've grown so much. Uh, and they're really condensed in that tiny, you know, space they have. And, and we're the same. Our administrative office is at... Uh, Barfield Crescent Park, that little house at the front. So we're kind of crammed in there like sardines. And uh, we got people all over the place. So we're going to centralize really our operation side as far as administration or marketing or our finance, uh, the administrative side, and bring everybody together. And it's going to be good. So um, people get offices and not closets? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And, you know, uh, we'll still use that house. It'll serve, you know, a purpose because it's a decent structure, but it doesn't really serve a a uh, uh, use for us when it comes to an administrative office. Uh, so we'll move some people from like our natural resource side into that area. And then we'll be able to demolish some other spaces that just aren't suitable. Yeah. So um, you're going to be right there by the Thompson lane trailhead and kind of in that area, you're going to have access to, can you just walk behind the building yeah. and get on the yeah, trail? We'll be able to get right on the trail from behind yeah. the building, which will be nice uh, for our staff to be able to get on and uh, be on the greenway which, you know, our staff use just as much as anybody. I think, you know, the look at the Greenway, it's probably our most popular park amenity that we have. We consider it really just a linear park, and it's, uh, you know, I sit in my office and watch people walk past all day, and you see hundreds of people uh, every day, especially in good weather days. We're about to have some amazing weather days in the next couple weeks. I know. It's going to be nice. It feels like summer today, though. Uh, It's going to be 90, I think, today. Yeah. So do you get a new window, you know, a big window in your new office and all that kind of stuff? Are you excited? But do you know where things are going to be? In yeah, we're laid out. Everybody knows exactly their location. So there's been a full build out uh, on the bottom floor has been adjusted to accommodate our needs. An architect came in and listened to really what both sides with recreation and then fire as well needed. And uh, we're doing a full build out up top. So we've got some off, you know, office spaces, but we also have some uh, good spaces to collaborate with our team and work together on stuff and bring people in. And when we get together with our leadership team with as a department, we talk about this building is not just for, you know, administration, it's the whole departments to be able to use. So we can get people off campus, do training, get people on board, that type of stuff. So uh, this you're looking at maybe first of the year or so somewhere in there? Yeah, I was out there yesterday and they said sometime in November, early December, 
so I think we'll we'll be in by the first of the year. It seems like so it's really exciting to us, especially you know going from our department's grown so much. We have 390 employees now just in Parks and Recreation, so we've doubled in size effectively in the last eight years, um, and we have a lot of support, a lot of things that we have that our council, our administration support, and really see as a benefit in Murfreesboro. And that's a lot of responsibility, and our staff are just the, the best at, you know, capturing that and creating uh, events and spaces that are clean, safe, and fun that people want to come to. So that, um, what do you attribute that growth? I mean, that that's pretty explosive growth. It is. Uh, and I know our community is, too, so. Yeah, you know, I think uh, as far as, you know, our department our, is, is a representation of Murfreesboro growing as well. Uh, but I think it's also the belief in what Parks and Recreation provides a community and the types of spaces and the forethought that our council and our administration, you know, have and give us the ability to look at looking at pieces of property and purchasing pieces of property just to preserve, you know, or building new active spaces, building a new Blackman Park, and then looking a couple years down the road and looking at the development of another park on Highway 96 that could serve more of an active element. So we're always, you know, pushing the envelope. We're being pushed, and we, you know, it's it's a it's a fun time to ride this wave of you know, uh, responsible growth. Yeah. Um, we have a ton of folks here this morning. We do. Von Schell's here with me. Everybody else is a little bit, you know, timid to get up. I know Lynn Caldwell's our new marketing coordinator. She's done a great job. She's three months in and she really wanted to talk the whole time today, but I think we'll temper that just a little bit. Well, I think she's going to be on the next hour, the next hour. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But Von Schell's here with uh, Bradley Academy. She's our coordinator out there and does a tremendous job, uh, you know, making that a space where people can come and look at really the history and heritage of Murfreesboro. And she's got an awesome event coming up. All right. Well, why don't you pull that mic up real close to you and uh, tell us all about it. It's um, Is it in October this month? It is. Okay. October the 14th from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're having our 19th annual Heritage Celebration. So um, it'll be a free entry into the museum free day we'll be celebrating just the community's heritage and we'll have vendors food trucks some kids activities and a little bit of music so all right so it, this is obviously one of those things that's open to anybody they want to come it is it's it's a kid family friendly event and hopefully some good weather here let's yes. say you said the 14th the 14th so. yes got a few weeks yes october is usually pretty good weather though beautiful weather yeah, yeah. and uh kind of tell us about what you do with parks and rec and how that works into your job there with bradley yes as the facility coordinator we coordinate quite a few um events small events and then we have three large events and so um, this is our heritage celebration which we um, have the community come out doing reenactments open up the museum we have a new exhibit so the black stories of rutherford county um, the community can come out and see this new display um, it actually went um, live in may of this year so it's a really awesome exhibit and then we have two other exhibits downstairs and one upstairs okay and um, you're open some normal hours during yes, the week we're too, open right? tuesday through saturday from 10 a.m until 4 p.m okay and uh, you can just stop by anytime really yes so what what's unique about the heritage celebration that you think folks uh should know about and maybe would entice them to come absolutely um, yes so we we love to bring in the youth and then there's the community involvement and so um, we have a lot of partners that we've built rapport with so they have 
kids activities to that uh, is catered around like heritage so different um d different um ethnic backgrounds they'll come in and they'll display like some of their um community involvements for the cultural center okay very good and um do you have like information on a website somewhere where folks can go? Or I guess they can go to Parks and Rec too, right? Yes, they can go to Parks and Rec, but you also can just come into the museum any Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 4. We'll give them more information, and uh, we would love to see you all there. Again, it's October 14th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Do you have you have a a pretty active group of people that that volunteer and, and come in and 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 help too? So you, you know, yes. just to make things great at bradley yes we have awesome friends of bradley and even the baja so the uh, historical association they still come out and help and volunteer and then we have a lot of youth um, holloway high school we have a lot of attendance um, they come out and volunteer their time and so we look forward to partnering with everyone and parks and rec uh, we have uh, ppcc youth development that usually come out and have a display on that day as well okay so you said what ppcc patterson park community okay. center all right thanks yeah <laughs> I, I i need to figure out these acronyms yes. so <laughs> you know brian we're at a really cool place when it comes to the history of bradley and a unique opportunity for people that want to go see really just a unique part of the history and culture in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County and what Bradley was and the story of Bradley being restored in the 90s is a really fun story you can learn about. But what makes it really an exceptional time to go visit during operating hours right now, I'd say if you go, there's a decent chance that you'll have somebody who's there who actually went to school at Bradley, you know, at the facility who can give you and talk to you about uh, what it was like and how it served the community at that time and, and learn really an active part of, of Bradley, that living history. Yeah. Uh, October 14th. Mark our calendars, right? Correct. All right. Um, let's see. Um, next up. It, yeah. Our next victim, I feel, I I feel like say. this is really a, a talk show. This is, so. Yeah. No, we're, we're excited. we got a lot of stuff going on. And, and Lynn's joining us. I was joking earlier, but Lynn has come on. She's three months in to be kind of her role and is really captured. And we talk a lot about what it looks like to be Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation. What is our brand? And helping us really communicate that brand out to people, not just telling about events, but just telling what our facilities have to offer and what it means to our community. So she's done a great job with that. You'll see really a uh, maybe just kind of a rehab of what our social media presence looks like and what's up to date on our website and everything that's coming out. So there's been a tangible effect really on social media, Facebook, uh, all of our Facebook accounts, but Instagram, everything has been really up to date. And I think Lynn's got some stuff that she wants to share that's going on that we're excited about. And then maybe share kind of maybe your thoughts of parks and recreation three months in. All right. Absolutely. Pull that mic up real close to you there. And uh, it's time to start the Lynn Caldwell show. So. <laughs> Here we go. I hope you're ready for it. No, it's been fantastic. Um, this has been an incredible part of my job is just getting out there and kind of hearing the story that everybody has at all these different facilities. And that's something we're trying to get across on social media um, through our website and so forth is just what we have happening at all of these different centers. Um, what makes them important um, to the people that use them and so forth and stuff. And I mean, with Bonchell, I've been out there several times. It's an amazing place. If you haven't been, um, you definitely need to go visit. Um, one of the first things I did was when school started, I came out with Bonchell and was there when Holloway High School came. And it was just incredible to see those kids interact, to see her teach and, and lead them through it and just all the different um, activities that they have and, and the excitement that you saw when the kids kind of made connections of, oh, I, I knew someone that went 
went here or I've, I've heard of that and, and so forth and stuff. And I've just learned that everybody has that story um, at, at every one of our facilities. So that's been really cool, um, really incredible to see. But we also have a ton going on in October. Um, this is probably one of the busiest events or busiest times of the year with events um, for Parks and Rec. Um, a couple of the things that we have coming up, um, one is actually this Friday and Saturday, and that's at the Senior Center, which has a lot of events and things going on all the time, but they've got a holiday extravaganza this Friday and Saturday, and it's open to the public, and there'll be crafts and gifts and food and different things like that that you can buy um, and get that there this weekend. We also have the Health Expo at the Senior Center, which is on October 12th. This is probably one of their biggest events. It's a once a year event. Um, they will have healthcare providers. Um, you can get physical behavior health screenings. You can get vaccinations. Um, and then of course, for fun, they'll also have refreshments and giveaways and all sorts of things like that. And this event is also open to the public to anyone ages 60 and over. So anyone can come out and partake in part of that. I do know, uh, just thought I would interject this, that uh, Mark Owens will be on Thursday on the show and okay. uh, going to be talking about the Health Expo and, and, and that kind of thing. So that'll be fun. Yes, yes. He's been fabulous. They've got a lot. They always have something happening there. So oh, there's yeah. always something. Um, lots of really cool stuff happening at the Senior Center. And then as far as, as, far as our uh, fall activities, we have um, the McFadden Fall Fest. That's on October 12th, and that's at McFadden. And that will be the scary hallways and lots of food and entertainment and crafts and so forth. Um, we have Frightensburg, which is October 20th and 21st, and that's out at Cannonsburg. Um, for the family, for everybody, we'll have food trucks, a movie, bonfire stories. Um, all of that is free. But then we have the Haunted Village, which is super scary. We do have a disclaimer to that. Um, it's really, really cool. So if you're into that, um, definitely check it out. Get your tickets. You can buy them online or you can buy them in person. And that will start after dark. So Nate's going to be in costume. Is that he what makes it scary? Costume, okay. Yes. 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. He's the part that makes it scary. Um, and then we also have the Barfield Bash. That's October 27th and 28th. That's an incredible family event. Um, we're changing things up a bit this year. There's going to be something for everyone. We have the, the Hayride that's for all ages. And then we also have Old Scream Road, which is another really scary, incredible Hayride that lots of people come back every year for. Um, but lots of activities and stuff that will be there um, at Old Fort Park. We also have uh, Patterson Spooktacular on the 27th. That's a great event for little ones, and that's at the Patterson, um, Patterson Park Community Center. That's for children ages 2 to 5. And, and then, of course, kind of ending October with Harvest Days out at Cannonsburg. And that's a really big event that we have year after year. Um, lots of great craft vendors, um, vintage demonstrations. Um, and then, of course, we also have the Jake Leg Stompers, the Stones River Bluegrass Band, and the Mid-State Cloggers. Food trucks, all of that. So lots and lots going on. My goodness. Where, <laughs> where can we find out about all this stuff? All of this is on uh, murfreesboroparks.com. Um, and then you can check that out. We have the calendar section. We've got some different highlights at the bottom of the page. And then also follow us on our social media because we're really trying to let the public know everything that we have going on and highlighting different things every day. Um, and you can get a lot of information from that as well. All kinds of social stuff. Uh, all kinds I mean, of social you stuff. always replied with emojis. And so she's going to do like. <laughs> is that what I did? 
<laughs> that's why I'm not over marketing. So I don't think you want me to do anything marketing. But, you know, people have asked us before, what's our busiest season? You'd think May, June, you know. And those are busy. We're busy 12 months out of the year, but October is notoriously our busiest month. And I just can't say enough about the long hours and the work that our staff put in to make these events come to fruition. It's just an uh, honor to be such of an amazing team that's creative. And I want to do, you know, push the envelope to always do amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, it, it just the sheer number makes it busy. Uh, you know, yeah. May, July, you've got the big fireworks. Okay. So that's, that's one thing, but and it's a lot of community come in, but you probably have as many come into all of these events, you know, in, in that one month too. Yeah. So. And they're spread out amongst yeah. our facilities, you know, so you know, our job, we work nights, weekends and holidays, and we're fortunate to have a group of people who, who embrace that and do that and, you know, provide awesome things for the community. So one thing that's not happening this year, this is our first year and gosh, 17 years without the middle half marathon. So that's uh, something that we're, yeah, you know, we, we celebrated for a long time and uh, we were a part of, that wasn't our race, but parks and recreation worked to support that. But uh, I think downtown streets will be a little bit more freed up uh, that week, that second weekend in October. It, it, do you, do you feel a little, uh, what are, what are we supposed to do kind of thing? No, cause we've got tons of <laughs> stuff got going on. That going on. <laughs> so yeah, no, we, we've, we've got a lot of stuff going on. We celebrated that race. It was a good thing for our community for a long time, but now we've got so many other events taking uh, flight and happening. Uh, we're, we're excited to see how those really pan out. More conversation with our friends from Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation continuing right here on news radio, WGNS, Nate Williams, uh, Lynn Caldwell, Bonshell Stembridge. Uh, you haven't heard from Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird yet, but they're on deck. And uh, stay with us. More to come here as we highlight Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation on the Action Line. Market declines, unemployment, oil prices. Don't let headlines derail your long-term financial strategy. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin. I'll work with you to help you understand the impact of short-term events and how to be positioned for the long term. We provide the tools for a disciplined approach to investing. Call 615-907-7056 for an opportunity to discuss your situation. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Shop local, Fair Construction Company. I'm Ron Hall. Investing in property can be nerve-wracking. It does not have to be. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. Our goal is to keep your expenses low while focusing on our attention on high-quality services. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go. You can get pastas or chicken. You know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan at Music World and Drummer's Den. If you need music gear, Music World and Drummer's Den is where you need to be. We have more guitars than anybody in town. We have all stringed instruments. We've got it all. We have keyboards as well. Do we have drums? We are Music World and Drummer's Den. We also have an excellent choice of used equipment. We are Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. 
Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good morning. It remains very slow go on 24 east and westbound out there in Antioch. I have around 4 HP from our earlier crash. We had eastbound. It just also slowed down that traffic flow westbound coming from Murfreesboro towards Nashville. It's still heavy out there in Wilson County. Hopefully that will start to move a little bit better from that crash we had on 40 westbound just past or near 840. Again, I still see heavy volume of traffic coming through Lebanon. It's still crowded uh, up in Hendersonville on Vietnam Vets westbound towards Conference Drive. Nash Painting Services all in Middle Tennessee. See, check out their website, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see sunny skies here this afternoon, a high around 90 degrees. Southeast winds are around 5 to 10. Tonight, mostly clear with a low near 65. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 61. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. WGNS, you good Rutherford County's place to talk. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're back here on the Action Line this morning. It's a great day to get out. A little coolish this morning. Going to be up to 90 today, so a nice warm day. Some wet weather coming in. Not going to get a whole lot of rain, but anything for the yard is going to be nice. I want to say good morning to our good neighbor of the day, and that's Tim Mullins over at uh, Mullins Jewelry. Someone uh, wrote in to say he did a quick watch band repair. Thought he was going to have to leave it and come back and lived out of town. So just did it right there on uh, the spot. So Tim Mullins, our good neighbor of the day today. If you'd like to uh, send us a good neighbor, they have a chance to win some um, beautiful flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. You can text NEIGHBOR to 615-893-1450 to receive those. And uh, we do birthdays each and every weekday morning as well. Chris Smith celebrating a birthday today. And he gets to go to Slick Pig Barbecue and have some banana pudding. So good stuff there. All right. Parks and Recreation this morning. Murfreesboro Parks and Rec is our uh, conversation here today. And uh, Rachel, I think you're up here, aren't you? Am I up? I guess so. Great. Well, I'm uh, barely up this morning. So, <laughs> right. <you know. laughs> me too. Me too. Got my coffee here. <laughs> um, Nate talked a little bit about the Greenway early in the show. And so this is a great opportunity um, to get out and kind of let your voice be heard for the community. We are updating our Greenway Blueway Bikeway master plan. So we did this plan about 10 years ago. Uh, Murfreesboro has changed a lot in 10 years and so this is an update and this is a great opportunity for the public to come out look at some maps on some uh, future greenway proposals and kind of let their voice be heard on where they would like to see some more connectivity so um, it's you know like Nate said really popular uh, park that we have everybody seems to use the greenway in some form or fashion and um, so they also have lots of opinions about it Um, so this is a great way to come out and and you know let your voice be heard we're going to be at uh right before city council this thursday september 28th from five to six uh at uh city hall rotunda come out look at the maps um ask questions 
put some input in. Uh, you can also locate it on our website. So uh, we welcome feedback that way. Um, and you can check out kind of what's been proposed and um, what it looks like this far. So <clears throat> Greenway is walking trail, Blue Way, Waterway, or, you know, the river right, and all that right. stuff. So a lot of people don't know okay. about Blue Ways. Yeah. Um, we've got the Stones River that runs through Murfreesboro. Um, and, you know, people that want to access it usually by kayak or canoe. Um, and they want to know, you know, where they can put in and where they can take out. And so a Blue Way is just that. It, it provides access sites um, along a river or waterway. Um, so instead of hiking, you're just paddling yeah. on a trail. Many of our uh, Greenway trails actually kind of go around with the Stones River, doesn't They do. It? They do. Yep. And so we're always looking at ways to improve that access um, so that you can get a vehicle close to the to the water, unload your watercraft, get in, um, and then be able to get out at, a, at another point. It's really hard to paddle upstream, so you want to be able to be able to get out somewhere downstream <laughs> yeah it's it's hard for me to paddle any stream but you know that that's that's good to know hey i wanted to ask so this this kind of was done 10 years ago right and right. so there's a lot that's changed in our community in, in the last 10 years i'm sure you've hit a lot of your goals what what are some things that you can tell us about this plan that maybe we don't know or, or, you know, expansions, more trailways, kind of things like that. Right. So we, we have 17 miles of greenway that's completed right now. Um, and uh, each stretch is beautiful and has its own characteristics. So I really encourage everyone to, to kind of reach out and, and go on all of those. Um, lots of trailheads around. We've got a great map online that you can access. Um, and so what we're looking at here is just that connectivity part where um, as places develop, um, you know, whether it's developers um, and whatnot can can be able to add um, to that connectivity. So if they're if they're doing a subdivision and can tie in to a greenway trailhead to make that walkability and that connectivity easier for our community, that's well, kind of what we're looking at. Yeah, great idea, and um, you know that that obviously adds to the you know the the trails, but also gives that community something very unique i would think it too. does absolutely it's it's a great selling point it's a great amenity um, and it just keeps our our community healthier too now that's 17 miles is that all connected it's not continuous um okay. and so the north murfreesboro greenway is the standalone and that the trailhead is at walter hill central valley those are the two trailheads and then um, our newest section that opened last year uh, pushes down from central valley but it does do a loop and comes back to central valley okay so it's kind of like a lollipop ah okay mm -hmm. and um they're have always been thoughts of you know is it going to connect somehow some way and so right I, we'd love to see that happen and you know I, I think that's what we're still working towards and have a lot of partners and a lot of um, a lot of layers in place um, the the Central Valley Trailhead that we just completed was actually a Corps of Engineer project mm -hmm. um, and so they're the ones that funded it built it and then um, with a with a use agreement we maintain it so looking at those opportunities um, to be able to connect uh, you know the communities further down like Smyrna and Laverne and then all the way to Nashville oh that'd be awesome wouldn't it, it? would and um, you know I have fond memories I, I grew up in that area and so I used to go horseback riding on those trails right over there right, you right. Know, that's, and you still can uh, yeah. yeah we it, it was called Coleman's Bluff back right. in the day so uh, um, right but anyhow uh, so that's that's a nice new 
walking trail with the the horse riding and the, paths and the there, horse right? trail is still mm-hmm. there it's been improved a little bit and just uh parallels the walking trail and then as the walking trail turns back on itself the horse trail continues like it always has there's uh, also talk of you know downtown with some park uh, area or green space area um you know in the next many years so i mean i guess a chance to get your input in on on what you are thinking about and maybe someone can bring an idea that who knows what absolutely happen uh, we'd love just to compile all those all those opinions and feedback and um you know really get it in one place so we can take a look at it great so that's thursday it is thursday five o'clock city hall awesome good stuff uh we're talking with our friends from murfreesboro parks and recreation today that uh, was rachel singer and uh now to our co-host nate williams hey <laughs> <laughs> I've never been called a co-host before. That's great. Well, this, I, this should be like a second job. I had a weird thing on text earlier that said, you know, looking for a co-host or something for Swap and Shop, and I, I just thought about you. I didn't know. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so, um, what else is going on? Yeah, Thomas. Yeah, no. So I, I wanted to talk you about something, something that's awesome. One of the, we do a lot of great things. One of the best things that we do is our Miracle League. Uh, oh program. yeah, and we're wrapping up our fall season. Uh, and it's been just a great season so far. And Thomas, you know, is there every single week to really head that up and his athletics team. And they put a lot of work into that. And I encourage our community every time we have that opportunity, uh, and when those games are being played, to come out there and cheer on those athletes. I promise you'll leave a lot more blessed than when you came in, uh, being able to, to help these families and help the kids out and enjoy their experience. All right. Well, th- that was a great introduction there, wasn't it, Thomas? <laughs> well, we – we have an amazing team that works not just with the Miracle League, but they have programs going on throughout, uh, working, partnering with Special Olympics, and then we've created this Advantage program. So there's ongoing programs Wednesday nights. They're doing bowling right now. Uh, we're coming up on the Special Olympics bowling tournament for the entire county, which is October 10th and 11th. Uh, so our Special Olympics athletes are preparing for that. We've got several that are going state. Uh, we've just finished up flag football for um, that special population and we had a team that went to state and won second place so our flag football team's done well Uh, but I was discussing with the staff the other day uh, I think as time goes on you know we're we're entering our seventh year of Miracle League uh, and four or five years with these other programs and I think the consensus is that our special needs community gives us so much more that we could possibly ever give them. Uh, the way it's changed the culture within our schools and within our community is just phenomenal. So uh, we're blessed to have a council that supports that. Not every community uh, is bold enough to step out and say, we're gonna do this and we're gonna have an impact on that part of the community as well. And it's it's really made Murfreesboro that inclusive community that we you know, we're all proud of. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and Miracle, it's seven years. Are you kidding? It's Coming just, up on it. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it we, seems just like yesterday we were talking about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible how many uh, have come through. You know, we've got some of those kids that were there from day one. Uh, it's been fun to watch them grow up. So now they're adults and they're continuing on. When we started, uh, I believe we had the first season we had mostly youth. Uh, so we only had a handful of adults. And now we have four or eight adult teams and four youth teams so it it's switched so that they're they're staying in the program they're yeah. not leaving 
Uh, and so our adult community is much more so. And then we're, they've had, uh, they're having an organization meeting this, this time, uh, this fall, to work at a competitive league. So we've got some that have progressed and gotten some better. Uh, they're ready to play competitive, and so it'll be a little more uh, intense than what we do with the actual Miracle League. But that's great for them, and that'll give them a chance to travel to other communities and play other teams and things like that. So... Uh, it'll be great. I do have a few things in terms of athletics, and this is always a big, but basketball registration ah. starts October 1st. I can hear the basketballs bouncing now. <laughs> right. uh, we'll start October 1st, and uh, you know we try to run registration for about six weeks, get everybody in. Inevitably, we have people that register late, and it, it really holds things up. So the quicker you can get in and register, you can find that at MurfreesboroParks.com, register online. You can also register at any of our facilities, uh, Patterson Park Community Center, Sportscom, the McFadden Community Center, the main office at Barfield Park. Uh, so please get your basketball registration in early. Uh, that way we can – our staff can do such a better job of, of preparing when we have all those entries in. Yeah. So, Thomas, uh, you know, we were talking about growth earlier and the great example. Uh, so, Thomas, uh, how many teams or how many players did we have maybe 15 years ago? Well, when I started, my very first basketball season, we had 36 teams. And now we have? Last year, I think we had 168. Grief. So just the, the growth and the wow. growth in every single program, that, that's always a great illustration in my mind of, of just how it happens and what it takes to do that and the amount of gym space and cooperation that takes. So yeah. it just blows my mind. Well, I mean, how, how do you even coordinate that many games going on with the – I mean, because the you right. haven't grown the number of basketball courts. Right. That well, we, we have a wonderful partnership with Murfreesboro City Schools. So oh, we good. play most of our youth basketball games within the city schools, and they have continued to grow schools and build schools. Yeah. Uh, so the, the facilities have grown uh, with the population, fortunately, uh, but due to that, that great partnership. If we, if we didn't have that, when, uh, you know, we'd be either really limited on what we could do or uh, – we would have to just play all day, <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. Uh, 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 Start at 4 a.m., end <laughs> at 11. Right, and it's hard finding referees for that. <laughs> It'd be hard to find a parent who wants to get up at 4 a.m. Right, too, right. I'd say. But uh, so the talk about that part of it, too, because there are people who volunteer to, uh, to do right. many things, coach, referee, all of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So we uh, – we provide the league, of course, so uh, players will get registered. We'll start. We'll do an evaluation the first part of, of December or end of November, first part of December. And then after evaluation, everyone's put on teams. They'll practice uh, a couple days. They'll practice on, during the week and on Saturday for a few weeks. And then after the start of the year, we'll start games on Saturday, Friday nights and Saturdays. So they'll practice during the week, and then play games on either Friday or Saturday. So it's just one game a week. It's, it's not a huge impact on the family and, uh, unless they have multiple kids. And sure. Then, then they're at the gym every night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the city provides referees. We train the referees and officials. A lot of them are the same TWSAA officials that you see at high school and junior high games. Uh, of course, we have scorekeepers on site, and then we provide a gym supervisor at every location uh, to minimize issues. And we have a really good sports culture here in Murfreesboro, and uh, you know it, it's 
there are parents that that tend to lose perspective at times, uh, but it's nothing like you see in other cultures or other cities and other places. Uh, I visit a, a lot of different places and try to really be observant of their youth programs and how the culture is. And uh, it's amazing when people from Saudi Daisy come here to a softball tournament, uh, they're, they're uh, suddenly shocked at the culture that uh, not everyone's behaving outrageous. So. <laughs> well, those Saudi Daisy <laughs> folks, they're a little out there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget my first, this has been 20 some years ago, and we had a grandmother that was just completely out of control. Uh, it needed injecting, and of course, I'm young, just started on the job. I, I really had no idea how to deal with that, and uh, kind of find out she was from Saudi Daisy. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy you said practice too and so um where do you where do the kids practice well they'll practice usually at either their school uh where they'll play their games okay you know, we have we have ages from five to 17 so you know five and sixes will play their games at sportscom so they'll practice there as well uh the younger age group we don't keep score and their practices will be right before their games so they don't necessarily practice through the week uh, just they'll have a game on Friday night or Saturday and they practice 30 minutes before their games. Oh, that's wonderful. Kind of a good way to do that. Right. Keeps it in perspective. And then as they move over uh, to the seven and eights, they play uh, more of the north end of town, John Pittard Elementary and Siegel Elementary. Uh, and there's modified rules there. They don't allow three pointers and uh, discourage the, uh, the zones. So, and then as they progress through, they'll get to Northfield. Uh, and Hobgood, where we play the nine and tens, which is probably the hot, the most competitive age group. You know, that's where kids start getting competitive on right. their own. It, it doesn't require outside influence, so it's an exciting one. Uh, so you said October first is when that October first is registration starts. It'll run through uh, really till the start of the league. But the quicker you get in, we. I think the success of this league is because we try to consider and take into consideration every single request that we get, uh, which makes it a lot more difficult, a lot more time on staff. However, if you get your request in and you get your registration in, most of the time you're going to get uh, those special requests. It's those ones that sign up two weeks after the deadline and then have three requests. We, we just are in a position we can't honor that. So. Yeah. Well, and um, <clears throat> the fact that it goes on from October 1st till when? Well, we'll run it, like I said, October 1st on into December. Okay. We, try to cut, we try to get everyone registered by the middle of November. So, okay. Uh, that's, that's a good idea. That, and, you know, it's a lot of different things. If you, can, if you have the kids there, you have the evaluations, you know what you're putting on teams, we can create a good balanced league where there's no blowouts. Uh, however, these kids sign up late and then they turn out to be a superstar and they're just placed on a random team that can really affect the you know the integrity of the competition sure and uh, the the fact that this league has grown so much i mean it would be it would be easier to say hey we're going to cap it at 350 but you right, don't do right. that and so. we build our teams with that anticipation we've tried you know if we're going to put nine on a team we'll put seven on that We'll distribute enough that we have seven on a team. That way, each team has two spots for late registrations or late entries uh, because we try to accommodate for some of that. Sure. But All right. Um, a lot, lot going on with athletics. You want to 
wrap us up with any further information here, Nate? Land the plane. Is that what yeah, we're doing? Yeah, land the plane. Or crash it, either one. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting here listening to Thomas, and it, it blows my mind. I'm sitting looking at your computer screen, the people who are listening across. It looks like, is that somebody from Australia listening to this? Uh, yes. That's amazing. You guys have a broad Hello to all the Aussies yeah, out right, there. Right, yeah. <laughs> now, we're, we're uh, got a lot of stuff going on, and we talked about a lot of programming and stuff like that, but a few projects coming down the pipe that people might be interested in is that uh, the skate park that we've been planning uh, has been planned. Uh, we're about to start bidding that, so uh, we're looking at October for putting that out for bid and hopefully have that up and going for the summer of 2024. Another couple things, we're about to renovate the uh, original baseball softball field at old fort park so that's something that's coming we're in the planning phase with that we're gonna make that an artificial turf surface uh, enhance the whole parking area new lighting and stuff like that and the same thing with the tennis courts uh, that just need some refurbishment at old fort so a lot of things happening at old fort which was really kind of our capstone park built in the late 70s just to kind of give it a facelift and you know set it up for another generation of fun yeah that was that was kind of this the center point of, of parks and rec really at that time wasn't it It was you know i think i've said this before but old fort park is really um i think the first big you know commitment that the city made to a large park for a town of you know 20 or thirty thousand people uh it was a large very large park with lots of amenities and it's gone through different types of rehabs over the years but this is just a great facelift for that area and it'll be a a new fun thing that we can pass on to more generations to come well thank and, and also i heard you were shopping for your skateboard so I've got one. You yeah. do uh-huh. good. Yeah. So you've been practicing, get uh-huh. ready to go, and yeah. you know, do a live broadcast while you're skating. I I, I can do flips and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Maybe you and Scott could do like a synchronized skating type of thing. That would be fun. Scott's know. not very agile though. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the skate park is, I, I, you know, that we've had stories on that on our website. Yeah. And. You know, just seeing the traffic on that, people are very, very interested yeah, in that Yeah, so it thing. was one of our lo- largest community engagement uh, sessions that we've had. We had two community engagement meetings. And it was really productive, great feedback from that skating community. And, and it's a huge need. There's a large population that hasn't been served for that type of amenity, and it's all ages. Uh, it's a very passionate group, uh, and hopefully we can incorporate a pump track with it, too, that people will be able to enjoy you know, in a unique way. And uh, so we put that out to bid and see if we can get it in budget. And um hopefully start construction on it too and that uh, with that project it's so it's so great to be on a city team where we're looking at unique ways to be able to save money on the front end where we have a public works team that's going to do some site work for us so we can be able to do that work in-house and maximize you know really the amenity that we have for the public so i always say this every time but you know the city's in good hands right now we've got a great team working for the community and it's just a, a great great place to be got about a minute left but i did have a question here about the murphy spring boardwalk any update on that yeah so we were excited i should have maybe led with that so uh portions of that are open we got a couple stretches that are still in need uh, of refurbishment so those are still closed a couple of the cross sections but a large portion of it is back open we had to do some structural work on it uh, so yeah, we're excited to continue the work on the other pieces but the the boardwalk is open good stuff nate and a cast of thousands this morning. It was hey, fun. We really appreciate you always letting us come on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, appreciate our folks from uh, Parks and Rec, Murfreesboro Parks and Rec here today. Nate Williams, Rachel Singer, Thomas Laird, Lynn Caldwell, Vashon Stembridge, uh, um, Von Shell Stembridge. And uh, next month, be sure to tune in for the Lynn Caldwell Show here on Murfreesboro Parks and Rec from WGNS. Have a good day, everybody. Check the podcast if you missed uh, any of the conversation. It'll be right there for you to download shortly. 